This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Series, glory to God, called Don't Worry, Be Happy. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the world is living stressed out. Amen. And uh, the world system I mentioned through my series is motivated by fear, pride, and greed. But as we live in the kingdom of God, we should be motivated by faith and love. Can I get a witness in the house today? And so faith and love should be the driving force of our walk with Christ. Amen. And so Jesus focused when he was ministering and preaching the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is really, he was preaching a right standing with God. And that's what he brought in was forgiveness of sins and bringing us into right standing with God. But the kingdom of God is not just right standing or righteousness, which we all have because we receive Jesus. We don't work for it. It's been imputed to us. And that gives us that relationship with the Father, glory to God. But with righteousness, you have the two added benefits. And the two added benefits are peace and joy. So thus, my, my message, uh, don't worry, be happy. So, so, so peace should be what we were walking in as Christians and we should be walking in joy and we shouldn't be down and depressed Christians. We shouldn't be Christians. I mean, when people see us, they should see God radiating from us. Amen. In other words, they should see us joyful and happy. Why? Because you know what? We may be in this world, but we're not of this world. And there's things in the world that will bring us down, but uh, that will bring the regular world down, but it shouldn't bring us down. And so Jesus gives us some, uh, you know, uh, some foundational scriptures here on how not to worry. And, and it says here, therefore, I say unto you, this is Matthew six twenty five, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink nor yet for your body what you shall put on, is not life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow, uh, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add a cubic into his stature? And why take ye thought of raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil, not neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in his, all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or with withal shall we be clothed? For all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. For tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself sufficient unto the day of the evil thereof. 
So Jesus is saying a lot here, and we've been unpacking it through uh, the past couple weeks. And we can see here there's keys to a living worried free. And one of the keys is, is, is our focus. And, and, and really, if you're, gonna, if you're a person that tends to walk in worry, you're going to be focused on the wrong things of life. You're going to be focused on, you know, the things that aren't happening. But, but Jesus, you know, he's telling us, he's, he's telling us in these scriptures, he's saying, change your focus. It's not what's happening to you. It's what's happening in you that counts. Can I get a witness in the house today? Things can happen to us, but really what's happening in the inside of us that counts. Amen. In other words, there can be turmoil out here, but there can be peace in here. So, So don't allow the turmoil of this life to get you in turmoil on the inside. And so Jesus was saying, listen. Listen, look at the birds of the air. Let me ask you a question today. Do you believe that the birds are eating today? Amen. You know, there's millions of birds in the world. Might, might be tens of millions, might be hundreds of millions. I'm not too sure how many birds are out there. But each one of them are eating. And if the birds are eating, you will eat as well. Can I get a witness in the house today? So the bird, so, so Jesus was saying, look at the birds, look at the flowers. In other words, we need to slow down and smell the roses. Have you ever heard that? Sometimes we get so busy and we're living a stressed out life because we're running here and running there, trying to get everything done and, and, and we get stressed out. But sometimes what we need to do is slow down. And smell the roses. What am I saying to you this morning? I'm saying sometimes we need to get into God's presence. We need to drop everything that we're doing in the natural. And we need to come and run into the safe arms of our Lord. Some of us are worried and stressed because we're not spending the time with our Savior that we need to. Can I get a witness in the house today? And so, and so we need to focus... Uh, Jesus was saying, listen, don't focus, you know, he was focusing us on the birds and, and the flowers. And he was saying, look, if your heavenly father can take care of them, you're much better even than the animals. Can't God take care of us? Now, some people that don't have Jesus in their life think animals are equal with, with people. <laughs> and they think, well, you know, animals are just as equal people, you know. And some religions will tell you that, too. Uh, like in India, the, the, the cows, amen, that they won't kill because it might be their uncle. But I'm going to say this. You're, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. Is that, you know, okay, I won't go there. But uh, it's, it's a belief system that's a wrong belief system. And we got to get a right belief system if we're going to walk in the peace of God, and we got to realize that God is El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Where God leads, He feeds. Where God guides, amen, He provides. Glory to God. That's, I, I pulled out of the evangelist textbook, amen. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation that God can and He is. Taking care of 
us. Amen. And so we got to get that revelation. So there's some areas, uh, I call it the four P's, that, that can hinder our, our walk with God in walking in faith and love. You know, God wants us walking in faith and love. Faith is a key that pleases God. But the enemy is trying to get fear in some of our lives. And fear will always shut us down. I really believe this. Fear can shut us down from doing the will of God. Can I get a witness now? Fear will paralyze you. There, I'm sure there's many people that watch me online and, and keep saying, I want to go to that church, but, I, but I'm afraid what people might think of me if I come out. So, so they watch online and they watch me and they may love me, but fear may be keeping. If you're watching online and you say, man, I need to come out, you need to come out, glory to God. You need to come into the presence of, and the atmosphere uh, 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 of the church, and, 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 and just don't watch the church be the church. Can I get a witness in the house today? And so, and so, so we, we need to look at this, and one of the areas, one of the P's, the first P, uh, is, is the reason why we are walking in some kind of fear or worry, is priorities. Look at your neighbor and say, Priorities. And some of our priorities are out of whack. <laughs> Amen. That's kind of strong, Pastor. But we got to get our priorities right. Look at your neighbors and get your priorities right. Amen. In love. Amen. And, uh, and so we got to get our priorities right. It, it was interesting that Jesus, when he said, you know, look at the birds, look at the, look at the flowers. He was saying that these things are really low on the level of our priorities. In, in other words, uh, you know, the, the daily things that we seek is really a lot lower. Uh, the natural things that we're seeking in this life, the bling bling and whatever, that's a lot lower than seeking kingdom things. And sometimes we think if we just get that new iPhone or that new car or whatever, that's going to make us happy. No, no. Walking with God is going to make you happy. Can I get a witness in, in the house today? So instead of trying to make a living, we need to be making a giving. In other words, it's more blessed to give than to receive. A lot of times in the Christian life, and I, you know, when I became a Christian uh, and I got saved, it was all about me. It was all about, man, I wonder what the pastor has for me today when I get to church. And I wonder if somebody's going to bless me today. And I wonder uh, if God's going to drop a blessing on me today. But the more I'm in God, the more I realize that God uh, wants me to be the blesser instead of me being blessed. That God wants me to be the giver instead of me being such a receiver. Amen. And so we don't come to church just to receive. We should come to church, yes, to receive, but we should also be great givers as well. Can I get a revelation? Uh, can I get, get a witness in the house today? So when we get a revelation, putting the kingdom first uh, in every area of our life, especially in the area of our finances, the fear of lack will leave us. Now you're saying, no, pastor, now you're meddling now. Amen. Don't talk about my money. Amen. Listen, listen, I, I, I want to encourage you that, 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 that really money is the root of all evil. 
And if we and we got to be very careful that we're not allowing the worries of the necessities of this life, food, clothing to, to get on the inside of us. We need to be motivated about building the kingdom of God more than building our own personal kingdom. When we get in, involved in blessing God's kingdom, he will bless our kingdom. And so what am I saying today? I'm saying that really that, that when you're tithing and giving offerings, that reveals to, to God, that reveals to the angels, that reveals to the enemy that, that, you're, uh, that you trust God more than you trust yourself or your finances or your job. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I, I, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I've been tithing and I've been seeing God's blessings in my life and I've been tithing for many, many years. And I, and I just don't tithe once. I tithe every time I get a check. And, and what is a tithe? It's giving 10% of what comes into your hands. And then giving offerings. And so, so what I do is when I get a check, the first thing I think about is God. You see, you see the first thing when you get a check, some people think about is themselves. Or they think about their bills. I got I owe, I owe, I owe, so off the work I go. Right? So, but the first thing we should think about, if I'm talking to anybody today, the first thing when we get a check is God's goodness, that, that God is the one that blesses us. It may come through a source, but God's the ultimate source. And we get a revelation of that. It's, it's, man, I'm, I'm getting ahead of my, my message here. But if we get a revelation that God is our ultimate source, we will never have fear of lack a day, another day in our lives. Since I've been tithing, I've been tithing uh, since the 90s. And, uh, and God has opened up doors of blessings for me. God has graced me. I, I, I've seen God's blessings over and over and over again. And I have, to get, I, have to, I have to say something. I don't worry about not eating. Amen. I don't worry about, about, about clothing, glory to God. Amen. I don't worry about these things because I know that God's my heavenly father and he's true to his word. If he says give, it'll be given back to me. Shaken together, running over, shall men give into my bosom. God has moved on people's hearts to bless me and yin. And I'm telling you, it's amazing. But, 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 it, but it's not just going to happen. You, there's there's going to be, a, you know, it's, it's, it's a give and take. This faith walk is not just taking. It's not just receiving. It's giving and receiving. And sometimes we walk this walk, and the reason why we're worried is because we're trying to hold on to too much of life. And we need to let go of some things. And we need to let go of it. And, and so the, the title, uh, we're looking at Mark 10, 17 and 30. And the title uh, some Bibles have in this is the title, the, 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 the young rich or the rich young ruler. And it's in Matthew 10, 17 and 30. And it's about this rich young ruler. I, I, was about to, I, I want to retitle it the dumb young rich ruler or the unwise young rich ruler because he chose the wrong thing. The young rich ruler, let's, let's read this in Mark 10. It says, now he was going out on the road. One came running, knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? That is a great question. 
What shall we do to inherit eternal life? My question is, what shall I do to walk the abundant life? What, what must I do to walk in the fullness of God's blessing uh, in my life? And I don't know about you, but I want to walk in the fullness of God's blessing. I don't want to be an average Christian. I want to be above average Christian. I want to see God's blessings not only in my life, but in my family and in the people around me. And sometimes we just get, we just get okay with where we're at, but we need to move forward. And so here, uh, it says here, good, he says here, the rich young ruler. Now, as he was going out of the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, talking, uh, asking Jesus, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one that is God. You know, the commandments do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. Amen. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, now notice he said teacher. See, this, this is telling you where he's at. First he calls Jesus a, a, a good man. And then he, call, he calls him teacher. And, te- and he is a teacher. But, but he hadn't switched from Jesus being a teacher to Jesus being Lord. So we'll continue. Because Jesus is going to uh, challenge this man. He's going to challenge his faith if he really wants eternal life. You see, if you really want to walk in the abundant life, God may challenge you to do some things. God may have you lay it on the line. Oh, are you saying that I have to lay it on the line sometimes? With God, sometimes you've got to lay it on the line. In other words, without faith, it's impossible to God. What's laying the line? Uh, that you're going to start tithing. That's laying it on the line. That's saying, God, I'm going to prove out your word. I'm going to tithe, and I believe that you're going to open the windows of heaven. You're going to pour out the blessings that I cannot even contain. Amen. And so he says here, uh, and he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I've kept from my youth. Then Jesus looked at him and loved him and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven and come take up your cross and follow me. But he, he was sad and at this word, and he went away sorrowful. For he had great possessions. And so I want to stop here. You would think he wanted eternal life, but what was the problem was the riches had him instead of him having riches. And the problem was he wasn't willing to let go of his riches to receive the eternal life. He wasn't willing to let... See, you're going to have to let go of some things to embrace some higher things. And some of us don't want to sacrifice anything. We want all the blessing, but we don't want any sacrifice. And I'm telling you, sacrifice uh, is the bedrock of the blessing. Can I get a witness in the house? I got some amens over here. I got an amen corner over here. Some some of you, I got a quiet group. I got the Methodists over here. I got the Pentecostals over here. Amen. And... uh, Amen. The method is quiet. The method is quiet. Pentecostal. Amen, Pastor. You got to sacrifice. 
You gotta, you gotta live for Christ. Amen. And so Jesus says here, then Jesus looked around and said to the disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And his, and the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? Now he puts it to the next level. How hard for us to trust in our job, to, uh, for us to trust in the government, uh, for us, to, because the government gets paychecks, for us to trust in whatever entity that's paying us. Uh, 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 no, no, no. We got to trust in God. Amen. Amen. Because if something happens to that, what happens is we go haywire. <laughs> we lose it. We're thinking, how are we going to make it? God is your source. Amen. Yes. And it says here, uh, children, how hard it is for those who trust riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, who then can be saved? And Jesus looked at them and said, with man it's impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. So I'm going to say this to you today. That rich young ruler, it's still possible for him to get God in his life. It's still possible for him when he was walking away, for him to think about what Jesus asked him to sacrifice and he could at any time turn around and do what Jesus is calling him to do. And he will have eternal life. But this is where I want to get at is because, you know, a lot of times we think, well, if I give to God, if I give, I'm not going to see it come back. Uh, or we, we get this idea, oh, I need it for myself and the church doesn't really need it as much as I need it. Sometimes we get that idea, don't we? But I'm going to say this, that, that you're giving, you're sowing your seed will open the doors of heaven to pour out blessings on you. And what it is, is you're trying to manage your mess. Oh, I'm preaching today. You're trying to manage your debts. You're trying to manage it instead of allowing God to get in and start working some miracles in your life. Hello. Hello. And so he says, Surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sister or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive, notice this, a hundred for now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands. Notice it says houses and lands. Amen. In, in this life. So what, what is she saying? Jesus is saying if the young rich ruler stayed around, he would have realized that he, if he gave to God, that God would give back to him. And that he would eventually have it all back. You can't outgive God. And so this right here is a promise. Because most people think, well, if I give and, you know, I preach, well, you're going to have treasures in heaven. But most people, you know, can't think that far ahead. They think in heaven, that's down the road. I'm not in heaven. I'm on earth. And I got to have my money for today. Because when I get to heaven, I'll worry about it when I get to heaven. <laughs> And so I could be preaching to you, well, you're going to be gathering treasures in heaven. But it doesn't really motivate too many people. Because most people aren't thinking forward. They're not thinking future. See, this walk of faith is always should be a walk of thinking future, not thinking just for today. 
No, no, we live for eternity. We don't live for just today. But most of us, or a lot of us, are living just for today. Paycheck to paycheck. We're surviving instead of thriving. But God wants you not surviving. He wants you uh, thriving in the kingdom of God. He wants to bless you. Now, some of you know my story. When, I, when, I, when the pastor came to me and said he, wanted, he, he asked me to quit my full-time job and come work for Peanuts or work for the church with, a, with half salary. And, and, of course, I told you, and, and, and my job that I was working was a great job, and they paid for my health insurance. And, and I said, what about health insurance? And he says, believe God for help to be healthy. That was my, my health insurance is faith. Just believe that you're not going to get sick. And so, and so, and so what I had to do, I, I had to make a choice. I, there was a time where I had to lay it on the line. And then this, this scripture came to pass because that same year I was desiring a house and God got me a house, real estate and land. Amen. Think about that. I mean, it came to pass within, uh, I, 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 got, I, uh, I uh, became full-time in July, and within October of that same year, I, 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 was, I was buying my own house. God opened the doors supernaturally. Grace, and somebody say grace and favor. Now, some of you don't know this, but my, my income dropped in half, and, uh, but God... They always gives me witty ideas, and I love people. And, uh, and so I ended up leasing out, I was single at the time, leasing out two of my rooms, and it paid for my mortgage. Amen. Come on, is God good? God's good. And, 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 and that one renter that I received, uh, I didn't even advertise it. He called the church and said, is any, anybody in your church renting a room? Amen. And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> I am today, you know, and uh, and and he said because I want to I want to I, I want to join your church. I heard you're a Rama church, a faith church. I want to be a part of your church, and I need a place to live. And I said I got the perfect place for you. And so I and so, so what did God do? It was a setup. God even set up to where my mortgage got me a house, and my mortgage being paid for when I laid it on the line. And so I'm going to say this. Aren't you tired of just making it? Aren't you tired of just, just trying to make ends meet? Aren't you ready to maybe for the challenge to step out and start giving to God and see God do the impossible? I just don't want, I don't want my life to be average. I don't want to be an average Christian. I want to be a Christian that sees the blessings of God in my life. Not just for me, but for my family, glory to God. You know, I, I'm not real big in a lot of things. I don't buy a lot of stuff. I'm not real materialistic, amen. Uh, I, 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 I'm a hard worker. I like to work, amen. And uh, I, don't even, I don't even go on too many vacations. I only go on vacations because Yen wants to go on them. Uh, if anything's being purchased, Yin does all the buying. You know what I'm saying? I don't buy a lot of stuff. Amen? Because why? God makes me happy with what I already have. Oh, I'm preaching today. I don't have, a, have to have a lot of stuff to be happy. No, God gives me the joy and peace. You know, you know this jacket's probably three years old, but it looks brand new. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? It looks good. This shirt, yeah, I bought this probably about three years ago. And I wear this ever so often where people say, man, that's a good look. And, and, but, it, but it's three years. But you wouldn't know it. Why? Because if the Israelites' clothes didn't wear out, hallelujah, my clothes aren't going to wear out. Why? Because I'm covenant. Glory to God. Number, number one, so, so our priorities. Our priorities has to be, if we're going to get the sorrow out of our life, our priorities have to be in God. Number two, pride is another element that, that allows worry in our lives. Uh, pride, the middle letter of pride is I. Is that right? P-R-I-D-E. And pride will take you Take the P off on a ride. Amen. And, and pride, the middle letter is I. It, it's focused on ourselves. And we got to get out of being so focused on ourselves and our lives and start focusing our lives on others and the kingdom of God. I started praying recently and I started asking God, because I go in waves in witnessing to people. And sometimes I, I, I go away. Sometimes I'm, uh, for two or three weeks, I'm witnessing. I'm talking to people about Jesus. And then, then the rest of the year, I'm silent. Has anybody going waves out here? And I, I've been praying and asking God, God, give me opportunities to witness and minister. Because when I do that, and that's my calling, I'm a minister, it makes me feel fulfilled. And it takes the boredom and the sorrow out of my life. Start asking God to, to give people, to put people in your path to witness to, and God will fill your mouth. You may be working a job and thinking because you're working the job, it, you are your source of your income. Uh, that's a prideful person thinking, well, I make my money, I'm my own source. But no, no, God gives you the power to make money. A humble person believes that God is involved in helping us to make money. God is the one that empowers us. We don't rely so much. We should not rely so much on ourselves, but we need to rely on God. And it's God that gives us healthy bodies. It's God that gives us strength. It's God that gives us capable minds to do what we're due in the marketplace. Amen. We must have that humble attitude. We can't have this attitude in me, I trust. We got to have this attitude in God, I trust. And a lot of times we have this attitude in me. If it's going to happen, I got to take myself up by the neck neck of my, my, my collar. I got to get up. I got to make it happen. No, God can make it happen in you and through you. Amen. Amen. If some of you got sick, and, uh, and with bed fast and got stuck in bed or in the hospital for a week or two weeks, you'd probably lose your job. Is that right? Amen. But you know what? You don't lose your source. <clears throat> because God will always be there with you and he will make a way where it seems to be no way, even if the enemy tries to attack your life. Amen. So don't rely so much on yourself. The Israelites... They had a problem uh, because they came out of poverty. And sometimes when we come out of poverty into prosperity, some of us stay in God and continue to worship the Lord and thank Him for it and continue to give. But, but the Israelites, uh, when they came out of poverty, they came, God brought them into prosperity. They would live in houses they did not build. They would have lands that they did not plant. 
uh, they would be blessed. And but a lot of times we got to be careful that we don't forget God when we are prospering. And the Israelites had a problem. They would forget God and they would start thinking by their own power, they got their wealth. And in Deuteronomy chapter 8, uh, uh, God is speaking to them and saying, be careful when you get wealth, not to forget who's the one that helped you get it. And in Deuteronomy 8, 8, 17, it says, Then you say in your heart, that you may say in your heart, My power and my might and my hand have gained me this wealth. And you know what? It's not your power. It's not your might. It's that gains you your wealth. It's God's power. Through us to get it done. And then in Deuteronomy 8, 18, it says, And if you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth. He gives us the power that it may be established his covenant, which he swore to his fathers of this day. So why does God want to enrich us and bless us? So that we can uh, uh, cause the covenant to go forth. So that we can expand the kingdom of God. I am so thankful for the givers in this church. And I'm so thankful for the faithful givers. Because if you guys weren't faithfully giving, uh, we wouldn't be even in here. We might be like, we wouldn't even have a building. Because you know what? It costs money for all this stuff. Amen? And, and, And because of your faithful support... And because of what you do, thank God that, that we can have a place to meet. Thank God that, that, we can, uh, have a, uh, that we can video stream and do all that. I thank God for your faithfulness. Amen. But some of us can go to the next level. Some of us can move to the next level in our faithfulness. Amen. So, so, so God wants us to tithe and give offerings. And when we do that, it reveals to God that God is our source. Amen. Tithing and giving offerings keeps our faith in God and not ourselves. Hopefully we'll get that mindset. Amen. And it should remove the fear of lack in our life. The number three P that I want to talk to you today about is passivity. It's another element that keeps us in worry. And you might, you might ask yourself, what does that mean, passivity? What are you, you get passive in, in your walk with God. You get passive with, with, with your situation in your life where you're just barely making it. You get passive and you don't believe God for more so that you can do more. You don't believe God for more so that you can do more. See, God wants to prosper us, so not just for ourselves, but so that we can do more in the kingdom of God. Now, I'm going to say this. The enemy, when he gives us, when he tries to get us in uh, worry, uh, he tries to put a picture in our mind that we're just barely making it. We're not going to make it to the end of the month, uh, that we're barely going to make our bills. And he puts this picture. And I'm going to say this. You, you can't be passive and allow that picture to stay in your mind. You, ha- you have the power to turn the channel. And you need to turn the channel from poverty channel to prosperity channel. You have to turn the channel of your thoughts and not allow those lack thoughts to stay in your mind. Amen. And you got you got to start speaking victory out of your mouth. You can't you can't stop a, a lion thought 
uh, only by trying to think of a, a positive thought against the lion thought. The best way to come against a lack thought or a sorrow thought or a, a, a thought that brings you down is to speak a word out of your mouths. And so when the enemy tells you you're not going to make it, you need to say something out loud like the word of God out of your mouth to combat that wrong thought. And a lot of us, what we're doing is we're allowing the wrong thoughts to stay in way too long. We're being way too passive. And guess what happens? We get these feelings. And these feelings want to uh, make you feel like doing nothing. Have you ever got that feeling? Uh, you know, it's a despondency feeling from, from your, your situation that you're in. And the devil's saying to you, it's never going to change. It's always going to be the same. And, you, you, and you're thinking, oh, my. And you let that allow that thought long enough. All of a sudden you get these, these feelings of despondency where you just want to eat a bag of cookies. Have you ever been there? And, and the feelings, the wrong feelings will, will uh, paralyze us from doing what we need to do. So what do we need to do? We need to do what, what, what uh, uh, God said to Joshua that he needs to do. In Joshua 1.8, it says, The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. Notice it says this, The book of law, of law shall not depart from your mouth. Notice that it doesn't say the book of law. How many people read their Bible, but they read their Bible to themselves? You don't you don't read it out loud. But I want to encourage you to read your Bible out loud. Why? Why, Pastor? Why? Because it says here in Joshua, the book of law shall not depart out of your mouth. So we're reading it and that's good. But we really should be speaking it out of our mouths. Why? Because you get a triple full blessing by speaking it out of your mouth. You're seeing the word, you're speaking the word, and you're hearing the word. And so when you're seeing the word, and you're speaking the word, and you're hearing the word, faith comes by hearing, not just by reading. Oh, I'm preaching to somebody today. Someone say, man, I'm trying to get some faith, Pastor. I'm reading a lot of word. Yeah, but are you speaking the word? Because faith doesn't come by reading, it comes by hearing. Oh. Oh, that's a revelation today. That was worth you combing your hair, coming to church today, putting on a nice dress. I'm telling you, you've got to start speaking some word out of your mouth. Glory to God. And he says, the book of law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. So you speak it and you think about the word day and night. And some people say, you can't do that. I, I beg to differ. You can do that. Um, James Johnson, he has scriptures in his pocket. He'll pull out scriptures and he will read it and meditate on scriptures. Man, James is a word man. How many people out here have scriptures in your pocket that you pull out and read? Glory to God. Well, I got an iPhone and I got an app on my iPhone. Then open that app, that Bible app, and start reading the Word. When you're, when you're waiting in line at the bank to deposit the financial blessing that God gave you, hallelujah, and you're waiting in line, uh, take out your phone and, and start reading the Word of God. Start allowing that Word to transform. Form you and to become what God has call, is calling you to, to, to become. And he says here that you shall meditate on it day and night to observe all according that's written. For then you will make your way prosperous. Notice that. And then you will have good success. 
Notice that you will make your way prosperous and that you will have good success. How, pastor? By meditating and speaking the word of God's promises. And then he tells Joshua, only be strong and of good courage. What is the devil trying to do in the last days? He's trying to take courage out of us. He's trying to discourage us. He's trying to keep us looking at at what doesn't seem to be happening. Uh, He's trying to keep... The devil's trying to tell you it's never going to change. But I'm going to say to you today that God can change anything. God can radically change your life. Glory to God. I like what it says in Isaiah. It says here, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. I love that because he trusts in you. See, when we are worrying, really we're lacking faith. In that area that we're worrying in. And a lack of faith is a lack of trust. And notice it says here that we stay in peace when we trust God. So what is the devil trying to do? He's trying to come against us trusting God. And then I love the second part of it. Most people don't read this. Most ministers don't read the second part. It says trust in the Lord forever. For in Yahweh the Lord is everlasting strength. Glory to God. And I like what the New Living Translation says. You will keep them in perfect peace who trust in you and whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust the Lord always for the Lord God is the eternal rock. What is that saying to you today? You can trust God because God's word is eternal and God backs his word. And he says he will make confirm his word with signs following. That he watches over his word. So if you're speaking the word of God into your dark areas of life, God will watch over that word and cause it to come to pass. So we gotta we gotta we gotta fight to stay in peace. We gotta fight to stay in rest. Because the enemy is constantly trying to put worry thoughts. In our minds. And listen, listen, if we do what God wants us to do and we're walking every day pleasing God, we're not going to be worrying that much. It's only when we're doing the things that we know that, that, that we're not supposed to be doing or, or it's the reason why we worry. Can I get a witness in the house today? See, uh, there's, there's, there's sins of omission and sins of commission. A sin of commission is you're committing something that you know that God is not, uh, uh, it goes against God's word. So you're doing something knowing that it's wrong. That's called a, a sin of commission. And, and, so, and so, but then you're, you, you use the, the grace card and ask God's forgiveness afterwards, right? And so, but, 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 but that's not going to bring in the blessings of God in our life. Yes, we have struggles. We have areas in our life that we struggle, but we can't keep allowing that grace card to keep us in that struggle. We need to turn from those things so that God can truly bless us. I, I, was, I was listening to this one minister. He preaches in front of thousands of people. And, 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 and he had a vision that he, and this was, he was in his teens, and he was a smoker. And the Holy Spirit said to him, he said, you know, I can't do what I want to do in your life if you keep smoking. In other words, God wants to do some things in our lives, but there's some things that we're doing. And that's the reason why we may be stuck in where we might be at. Am I preaching it to somebody today? And we might have to lay down some things 
or we might have to do some things. Amen. In other words, maybe we're not giving like we need to be giving. Oh, I'm preaching today. I'm, and maybe we need to go ahead and take the faith challenge and say, okay, God, I'm going to I'm going to make sure that I'm giving you what is yours because a tithe belongs to God. It doesn't belong to us. Amen. And I, I look at the tithe as that's God's money. That's not my money. I don't have the right to do whatever I want with that 10 percent that goes to God. And since I do that, God has been truly blessing my life. And not only me, but my dad, he was a tither. He was always blessed. And I know people in this church that are tithers. And I've seen the blessings of God on their lives. Open doors of grace, lands and houses. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? But, but it just, just didn't just happen. They were faithful in giving into the kingdom of God. Man, I have a little bit more left, but I'm going to have to preach it next week. Glory to God. So I want, I want to challenge you. Amen. You know, if there's any areas in your life that, that could hinder you from what God has for you, because I believe that God has more for us. I, 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 I don't believe that we're, we're, you might be in your walk right now with God, and you, might be, you may not be too, not, not in that place called happy. But I believe that God wants to put you in that place. And if you're willing to lay some things down and you're willing to do some things for God, I believe that the worry and the fear and the anxiety will leave our lives. Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you, Father, that your mercies and your goodness and your love, it's you that gives us the power to to be blessed and uh, to prosper and Father God, I just thank you, Lord God. It's, it's to prosper so that we can be a blessing to others. And Father, that's the main goal is for us to bless others. I, I thank you for these faithful people here in the church. I thank you for those watching online. And perhaps you've never given your life to Jesus. Perhaps you never laid it on a line and said, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. Well, today is a day of salvation. You can lay it on the line if you never ask Jesus into your heart and watch God bless you in so many different ways. So if you're ready to receive Christ, perhaps in the audience or perhaps watching online, just pray this simple prayer and mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification today. I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.